This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And welcome to the I Own Preps podcast. I am Chip Souza with the Hogs Sports Network. And as always, every Monday morning, bright and early, he's always eager to jump on and give you his knowledge. Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E.T., we are halfway through the regular season. It, and it makes me want to shed a tear almost, man. <laughs> I, I know. I wait so it's long, going man. too fast. It goes too fast, man. That, that's that's the depressing part about it, man. And we, we, we wait all this time for it, and then it just flies by, it seems. Hey, but but, I tell you what, though, it, it is flying by a little bit, but, man, <laughs> it's leaving some great games as it goes by. Man, a whole lot of good football has been played, man, especially last this past Friday, man. <laughs> some scores that were popping up, and I was just like, wow. You know, eye-openers I for sure. <laughs> E.T., I, I'm, I'm saying if you can't throw for six touchdowns in a game, you might not even get – a blip of, of, of anything this year. You got to throw for at least six. You got to throw for at least six, man, and I, run for goodness. at least four. <laughs> man, oh, my goodness. Um, so, E.T., we're going to start at the top with the game that we talked about last week that was going to be the be- you know the best game we thought you know around, and that was going to be the Fayetteville-Rogers game, and it did not disappoint. It didn't disappoint at all, man. Lived up to what we thought it would be, uh, the shootout that, you know, pretty much just about everyone expected it to be. And, and both quarterbacks balled out. They, their supporting cast balled out, man, and uh, came down to to to, uh, to to a late score, man. Fayetteville 47, Rodgers 42. So in that game, we're going to start on the Fayetteville side work first. They got the win. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback, Drake Lindsey, who's committed to Minnesota, 35 of 51. 535 yards, six touchdowns again. <laughs> wow. Again. Again. After two man. weeks in a row. Again. <laughs> oh. Six touchdowns. <laughs> e- e- when I played, six touchdowns would have been a season man, for a quarterback. Six, man, that, that six touchdown, and, that, and that's well, that's, that's when you played. I don't, you know, way, 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 way back in the day. In the 1800s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, but I, pretty soon Drake's going to just by be averaging six touchdowns a game is what it seems, man. I mean, man, I, I you know, uh, I talked to him at our uh, Hogs uh, Illustrated Sports Club luncheon last week, and just such a just such a great young man, big, big kid, man. You, you know, I know we've talked about how these kids look in the uniform, whatever. Drake Lindsey, he when he steps off the bus, you're like, oh, he looks the part. Ooh. <laughs> definitely looks the part. <laughs> it, it may, it, it's, he, he's kind of imposing, man. I mean, and it can be, you know, to some who hadn't, you know, seen quarterbacks that that size, man, he could be a little intimidating, man. And, but <laughs> and then he just goes out on the field and throws with, you know, six touchdowns every week. That makes it even worse. Man, on the second play of the game, he mm-hmm. hit Jason Delamar. Raise your hand if you've heard that name before. Oh, that's right. You did five times the week before you heard his name <laughs> for touchdowns. So on the second play of the game, hits Delamar for 84-yard touchdown, and you're like, okay, man, Fayetteville's just going to – well, wait a minute. Here comes Rodgers. Rodgers Rogers coming back. They're coming back. Tied the game 7-7. Seven to seven. Uh, Their quarterback, Dane Williams, um, who's committed to Harding, also had a tremendous game mm-hmm. Friday night. 27 to 49, 478 yards. And ET, how many touchdown passes you think he threw? I'm gonna guess he threw maybe six. Let's go with six. Six. Yeah, you got go. it. Six. <laughs> <laughs> so so he hits Jacob Jenkins a running back, and it's seven seven, and it was on from there. It was Man. back and forth, back and forth. One team score, next team score, one team score, next team score. 
Rogers, I mean, uh, Fayetteville, Rogers took a lead, 42-38, but Fayetteville finally was able to put them away. Lindsey hit Charlie Graves on a 15-yard touchdown pass with a little over five minutes left. You would think there'd be time to score at least six more touchdowns in that time frame, <laughs> but none were, no more were scored, and uh, the scoreboard operator's fingers were already bleeding up there from, from changing and flipping that. <laughs> so 47-42, Fayetteville to remain undefe- undefeated, 47-42 against Rodgers. Rodgers put up 42 points and didn't win the game. That's got to be a little frustrating, but when you're playing Fayetteville, it's kind of to be expected. I mean, when you're playing Fayetteville, you've got to score points. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the old cliche where, you know, we have to score when we have the ball, man. And, and you know, if you miss out on a couple possessions here and there, you know, result points and, and Fayetteville, is, they, they're turning those points to score the points into touchdowns or field goals, man, it's, it's you're playing from behind, you know, and so that, you, you've got to put the points up when you play that, that, that team. You do. And and they are a threat to score no matter where they, I mean, obviously the first, the second play of the game, 85, they're, they're on 16 yard line, right? you know, on 16 and they, and they, and it's uh, Lindsay to Delamar, you miss one tackle on that dude mm-hmm. and it's gone. He He's, he's going to house it on you. Mm-hmm. And he did from 84 yards. So, uh, you know, Fayetteville is who is who we thought they were, and and they they uh, passed that test this this past week with flying colors, and uh, and they'll they'll move on. You know they're moving on, staying undefeated. Uh, but the road doesn't get any easier. We'll talk about that uh, toward the end of the show. But that wasn't the only big game that was played in the in the region. Now we thought, et we thought coming into last Friday's game that Benton Marion was going to be a big time game in that five, a East, uh, I'm sorry, six, a East. It was not, you know, <laughs> it was not, man, that, that was one of those games where I looked at the score and I'm like, I had to do a double take to make sure that was right. You know? And, and I think it says more so about just how well Benton is playing right now, as yeah. opposed to how well Marion is. Cause Marion's a good team. I'm they're a good team. The business right now is probably, and Coach Harris will probably tell you this too. Anybody that they're playing some really, really good ball. They got a quarterback now that they've settled in on on the sophomore, uh, you know, Drew Drew Davis, and uh, those guys are 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 on one right now, man. Yeah, and you know, we we thought coming into the season that they were going to lean really, really, really heavily on Braylon Russell, who's committed to Arkansas, and they and and they they do lean on him when it's time to you know when it's time to lock it down and and run and run that thing out. Uh, you know, they, that, you know, he is getting more touches in, in those times, but they are not one dimensional. And Drew Davis has, has uh, been a big, big time boost for their offense, uh, against Marion in a 61, 23 win Davis, 12 of 15, 238 yards and four touchdowns for the Panthers. So, uh, ET, they are about as balanced as you can be. And they are, man. And the thing about it too, that their defense is getting better and better by the game. You know, and their Marion offense is pretty good, you know. And but but those guys right now, like I said, they they're playing well on both sides of the ball. Like I said, defense doesn't get a whole lot of shine with that group because they, they're so talented on offense. Uh, but but those guys are solid on their side, man. And they're they're gonna be a force, man. Trust me. I mean fifty one points in the in the first half in a in a in a showdown. <laughs> that's that's six a state championship i don't know who's gonna be who's gonna be the last two teams standing but whoever it is it they're gonna be good exactly they're yeah. gonna be good um benton had 51 points at halftime of this game yep at the half man that, that's you know and, and like i said against a team that's unbeaten a good team and then they they pretty much ended up pretty quick man wow uh conway 36 north little rock seven not a big surprise there conway and but uh et you were at that game looks like mm-hmm. sounds like conway didn't didn't bring its a game really uh, friday night 
You know, and and that's that's funny to say because anytime you beat any North Little Rock team by 29 with your, you know, B or C type game, that says a lot about how good you really are. And uh, and Buck James wasn't happy after the game, man. And he let those guys literally have it on the field after the fact. Uh, I bet he sat out there maybe 10 minutes after the game talking to those guys while, you know, North Little Rock had, had walked into the locker room at that time. But, uh, yeah, Buck wasn't happy and wasn't pleased. And he had a right to be, man. They Conway looked – uh, I don't want to say sloppy at times, but they didn't look like themselves at all. And, and the message he really relayed to them was that we can't be satisfied with where we are right now. You know, we've got to be able to go out and be consistent every time down, no matter who they're playing, you know, and they had moments in that, in that game where they looked really good, but then they had moments where they looked, you know, oh, ho-hum, we, we're you know, winning the game. We're just going to sit back and just do whatever. But he's trying to create, you know, good habits over there, man. And, Every times, man, they, they just didn't didn't play well, you know. But again, a twenty nine point win on the road at North Little Rock, you know, it still says a whole lot about about who you are as a program and, and as a team. Conway quarterback Donovan Omolo, fourteen to twenty five, two twenty seven, three touchdowns. Also, Chris O'Neill had a huge game for the Wampus Cats. Had a ninety yard kickoff return for a score, six catches for a buck twenty five. The Wampus Cats are very, very good, and I know it's still a couple of weeks away, but we are still watching as as that game against Bryant is getting closer and closer. Man, (laughs) you and just about everybody else, man. I talked to three people uh, after the game uh, last Friday, man, and they were just like, man, we can just hold on, and and us and Bryant get there uh, undefeated in the conference. It's going to be a big one. I I just laughed. I thought, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be a real big one, man, just to to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, Bentonville 50, Fort Smith Southside 35. Southside's played well offensively in the past two games and has nothing to show for it, um, having ran into the buzz saws, you know, uh, that they have the first two weeks. Um, and, you know, Southside's a good team, right. and they're playing the, the hard part of their schedule early. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, and it doesn't get any easier this week. You know, they get Fayetteville this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, big, big game for Bentonville quarterback Carter Nye, 22 of 28, 486. ET, how many touchdown passes you think he threw this game? I'm a, I'm a, let's go. I'm gonna close my eyes. Let's say, let's go with six, man. Let's go, let's with, go six. with six. Yeah, okay. that would be six. Uh, first play of the game, he hits uh, CJ Brown, who's also committed to Arkansas, uh, 75 yard touchdown, and they rolled from there. But, but, Amari Tucker had a big game for Southside. Mm-hmm. He ran for 206 yards, and uh, you know Southside's a good team. They, you know, this is a this is a good conference, man. The both both seven eight conferences are good, mm-hmm. and uh, the good teams are really really good in this conference. And uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough to get a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you score 35 and you still don't get a win. You score 40, still don't get a win. That's tough. But but I know Kim Dameron. He he's got Southside. They're playing. They're confident. And they know they know they're gonna get theirs here in the next couple of weeks. Exactly. I mean they're, they're right there, man. I mean you know like I said, they, they, the tougher part of their the league schedule. They're they're playing right now. Uh, you know, but I think these games are just gonna make them better. You know, as the season progresses. I know we've got what five weeks left in the regular season. Yep. You know, they're they're they they're using these losses that they're getting as as ammunition. Trust me. You know, they're gonna be uh, a team that that we're gonna be talking about. You know, I think come November. As we mentioned, Bryant continues to roll. Uh, they they were all over Jonesboro, 42-14. It's an interesting game. Quad Sanders, the uh, the coach at mm-hmm. at uh, Bryant, was at Jonesboro for about 15 minutes um, as their head coach. Or Was it a week, two weeks? E.T., how long? Was, not not very long. Two, I think it was two weeks maybe. Two so. weeks. Uh, it wasn't, two it weeks. wasn't long like that. James Martin had three touchdowns for the Hornets. They keep on rolling. And, uh, 
you know, Bryant is who Bryant is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, you know, again, we cannot wait. We got it circled on the calendar. That game against Conway is going to be a good one. Gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah. Camden Fairview, Texarkana came into that game undefeated. Texarkana left that game not undefeated anymore. Hmm. You know, that, that was a game that I, I thought, uh, Texarkana could, could could get by, uh, but again, that's a, that's an old rivalry game from from teams that played in the same conference years and years ago. They were once in the state's biggest class for for a while, uh, but you know that that's that's one of those games, man, where you know it's almost a toss up. And then you know with those two teams knowing each other so well, uh, you know, and, and Fairview obviously played well uh, to, to get that win and hand uh, the Razorbacks their first loss. Fairview twenty eight, Texarkana eight. Daryl Atkins one hundred eighty two passing, one hundred thirty two rushing for the Cardinals to get that win there. And then the last one we'll talk about West Memphis ET. Mm-hmm. This team is on a roll, you know, and that that's another game where I thought Catholic would win, but West Memphis had, has talent all over that team. And, uh, and they, they were ranked in the top six, you know, in, in six, eight, four reason. And like I said, I thought part a uh, Catholic would go over there and get a win, but it's not shocking that, that West Memphis, you know, pulled that one out. And like I said, they, they, they're on a road with one four straight now. Um, they've got talent, man. And, and for them to, to knock off a, a really good Catholic team, man, says a whole lot uh, about that team. 21-14, West Memphis gets Catholic in that one. It was the story of that game was the West Memphis defense, particularly Mark mm-hmm. Ways Parker. Yeah. Uh, he's committed to Cincinnati. Three sacks, two forced fumbles. That's a pretty good game, E.T. It's not six touchdowns, but, man, on the defensive side, it's probably that equivalent. That kid's a monster, man, you know, and, and he's got quickness. And, he, <laughs> you know, just again, he's one of those kids that, it's like we talked about with, with Drake Lindsey, man, that kid looks the part. Uh, and and there's a reason why you know he's going to to, to Cincinnati, man. I mean, he, he's he's a dominant kid, man. He's a game changer, obviously. And then I think Catholic found that found that out, you know, last Friday night. So as Eric mentioned, we are now five weeks through uh, the season. We are halfway through the regular season, and over this next two, three, four weeks is when playoff, uh, you know, the playoff picture will start to take shape. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of moving and shaking that'll be going on over the next three, four weeks as these teams position for that, you know, that seating and in these conferences is particularly in seven, eight, six, a, where those first round buys can be so big, uh, for these teams. And, uh, you know, just a lot of good football to be played, some great matchups coming down the line. Mm-hmm. So man, I'm telling you, you'll want to, you'll want to follow this and uh, follow it till the end as we make our way now into October. ET, I can't, I'm outside today on my on my on my back deck, man. Got a little got a little, got a little Christmas in the air today, man. It, <laughs> it, it it it's starting to really feel like it's football season. Well, you know, I I'm glad it feels that way this morning because this past weekend down no. here, my God, dude, I, I I was at a I went to OBU's homecoming game uh, this past Saturday, man, and it was. 95 degrees at noon uh and then it's on the field it was probably 115 or hotter uh so we we hadn't got that uh that christmas just that christmas (laughs) just yet but hopefully it'll be here soon man (laughs) i know i went to the arkansas a&m game on saturday and and it it was an early kickoff so i got to the stadium real early and it was you know not bad i got out of the stadium at about five o'clock and I stepped out the, those glass doors and that heat just kind of hit me, man. It's kind of hit me in the face, but uh, <laughs> the day feels good up here. It's going to, it's going to be really nice um, in Arkansas this week for games. And, and uh, man, I, I am ready for it. I am ready <laughs> yes, for sir. it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that will wrap up this first segment of the I on preps podcast. We're going to take a little break right here. And when we come back, Richard Davenport, the main man on recruiting will join us. We'll be right back. 
Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hogs Sports Network, and I'm joined by the main man in recruiting. He is the grand champion, heavyweight champion of all time, Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. RD, it's a nice Monday outside, man, up here in Northwest Arkansas. Give us the latest scoop on recruiting and what's happening there. Well, it's it's kind of slow right now. I mean, we, we've kind of discussed this. I mean, especially football-wise with them being on the road and Couple more road games uh, uh, coming up. Uh, they did. They they were able to s- distribute some tickets to some kids in the Dallas Fort Worth area for uh, the uh, A and M game. Uh, the only deal there there's no interaction allowed uh, before or after the game or during you know whenever uh, with the prospects with w- between the Arkansas coaches and the prospects. So it, it was really just an opportunity for the kids to to go to attend the game and you know, maybe uh, catch the atmosphere of, uh, of the Arkansas fan base and, and obviously watch the game. But from what I understand, Arkansas supposedly had uh, uh, more fans than A&M fans. Uh, that's a plus. Obviously, the game wasn't uh, wasn't the way you, you'd want it to go, but uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really about it in a nutshell. Obviously, the, the next home game, they'll have kids uh, on campus, but uh, – Things are uh, things are kind of slow football wise, basketball wise. Uh, obviously, the, with the red white game coming up, uh, they may have some guys on campus. I got to be, I got to check on that. Uh, but you, you know, it's a midweek game, so obviously the, the you know the, the kids would have to go up and and go back uh, go back home. So uh, it'd be uh, kind of a uh, a hurried situation, but uh, uh, it's. Overall, it's just kind of slow time right now. Richard, uh, Ethan Westerman, one of my reporters for the Hog Sports Network, went down early on Friday down to Texas and went over and watched uh, Jaden Allen from uh, – I think I got that name right – Jaden Allen, the uh, defensive back from Aledo, um, who's committed to Arkansas. He got a chance to go over and watch him play um, over in the Colony against Louis- Louisville, the Colony. And he came away highly impressed with with that young man and with the Aledo team – as a whole. Yeah, uh, he's a good kid and a good prospect. He's a former Texas uh, commitment. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, one uh, recruiting service has him as a four-star. But, uh, yeah, and that that team, uh, you talk about – I've been to that school uh, several times to usually uh, to, to, to talk to recruits. And, and you talk about a, a, a tradition – and a, a, a town that surrounds the town that surrounds and that supports that uh, that program. I'm I'm telling you that uh, that's that's kind of like uh, Greenwood. That's probably kind of I, I would compare it to kind of like Greenwood. Everywhere you go, uh, you know they're they're talking about uh, uh, the team and the, the kids and stuff like that. And they've won so many uh, championships, kind of like Greenwood. So it, it's a big deal there. Already a few years ago, and when I say a few, so I'm 62 years old. If I say a few, it could have been two or you know 11 years ago. But anyway, it was it was a while back. Uh, 
Alito, Alito played a team. I don't know what team it was, and they they beat them seventy to nothing or ninety to nothing, whatever, whatever. It was, it was a big, 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 big game. But the parent of a player of that opposing team filed a bullying lawsuit against Alito for that game. I am not joking. That is legit. That happened. Yeah. Well, uh, are we surprised? Uh, <laughs> no. We, we no. live, uh, we, we've gotten softer as a culture, and I think that's a reflection of that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, big, it was a big, uh, big weekend for, uh, I don't know how many Arkansas coaches had a chance to get out on Friday night and see, um, any, any, you know, potential recruits or whatever in the Dallas area, but, but we, we saw a couple, um, also I'm a, a little, a little shameless plug here. Um, I'm working on a story on, uh, former Razorbacks who are now head football coaches and Marcus Shavers is one of those guys that I'll be writing about. Marcus Shavers was a was a Razorback. Uh, he and Casey Dick came in together from Allen, Texas, and Marcus is the head football coach at McKinney, uh, McKinney High School, and they're undefeated. And so I'm going to get a chance to interview him today, um, and I'll have a story on that in Hogs Illustrated in a couple of weeks. Uh, my story is going to focus on Marcus Shavers, Anthony Lucas, Casey Dick, and Bray Cook, all former Razorbacks who are having success as head football coaches, uh, you know, at the high school level. So looking forward to talking to Marcus Shavers today. Yeah, all good guys. And Marcus, uh, man, when I reach out to him, he's always good about getting back with me. And he had four kids that uh, visited the Arkansas game on on uh, Saturday. Uh, one of them, uh, a consensus four-star linebacker in the 25 class, Riley uh, Pettijohn, uh, one of the top prospects in the country. Uh, and, uh, so, but he's, uh, he's all, he's all Razorback. He, he, he's always trying to get those guys up to yeah. Fayetteville if they want to visit. And, uh, he, a lot of time he's, a lot of times he escorts them up there. So Marcus is a good guy. It's funny down in that part of the Metroplex right off of, uh, you know, highway 75, as you're coming down, you know, from Arkansas through Oklahoma and into Texas on that highway, uh, the cities in that Texas, in that area of Texas, I guess, have this great competition amongst one another. Those school districts do. So it was, I think it was about eight or nine years ago, Allen built a big mega stadium. And then McKinney, which is right next to Allen, said, okay, all right, we see your stadium. We're going to build one a little bit better. So they did. And I think Allen's was 55 or 60 million. McKinney said, okay, we're going to up that a little bit. We're going to build one that's 70 million, which is where Marcus is. And Prosper over there, a growing community said, you know what? We're going to take your stadium at Allen and yours at McKinney, and we're going to build one for ninety-four million. So that's what's going on, you know, in those little towns around that area. And you know, man, these 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 mega stadiums are something to see. Yeah, chump change, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, if, uh, high school football is a, is a whole different animal in Texas, and and uh, uh, you know, I don't know if building ninety-four million dollar football stadiums is is the way to go in public education. But hey, the voters are the ones who are approving it. They're building it, and uh, I guess their philosophy is if we build it, they will come, and they're trying to attract more and more, uh, you know, families to their communities, which means more tax dollars, more, you know, all of that. So I guess, uh, you know, I was taught a long time ago, if you want to make money, you got to, you know, you got to spend money, and maybe that's, maybe that, maybe that's the uh, the idea behind it. But anyway, it's it's a little bit crazy. So anything else, RD, on the recruiting front that we need to know about in any other sports? Well, uh, one one less uh, one one other tidbit about basketball. Uh, the number one prospect in the country in the twenty four class, Trey Johnson, will be on campus uh, the October the twentieth uh, weekend. So that that's uh, that's that's obviously very notable. But uh, that's uh, you know 
just a few weeks away. Good deal. Also, I uh, saw, and already I think you had this story a while back, but I saw it again. It was kind of brought back up to top of mind. Uh, Razorback baseball recruiting class ranked number one in the country. Um, Dave Van Horn just keeps, you know, building, building, and building those uh, that program, and and uh, uh, you know they're they're good. If you if you have a chance. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, they'll be having their fall world series out at bomb stadium. So you'll get a chance to go out there. If I remember right, I think Matt Jones said that they've got five or six left-handed pitchers um, on their staff this year. So that should be pretty good. And uh, RD, you mentioned the red white game for uh, men's basketball, uh, Richard, that's Tuesday night, correct? Uh, the I thought it was the fourth. Is that, would that be Wednesday? Wednesday that would be evening? Wednesday. I think, okay. I think. Okay. And that'll be at, at Barnhill. Is that at Barnhill? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's at Barnhill. Yeah. So you'll get a chance to go out there and see. I don't know how much tra uh, Trayvon is. Is that my, am I pronouncing that right? Brazil. Is it Trayvon? Trayvon Brazil. He'll be, uh -huh. he'll be, he'll be, uh, maybe playing a little bit. I don't know. They might not let him play in the red, white game. We'll see. I, I know that he's been practicing a little bit, trying to come back from that ACL, um, injury last year, but, uh, but you get a chance to an early chance to see, uh, the Razorbacks in action. If you go catch that red, white game. So Rich, if that's it, we will, uh, man, I always, always, uh, appreciate you being on here. And if you want to, uh, read more about recruiting at the university of Arkansas, you can catch Rich's columns in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, uh, and on whole hog sports as well. And if it is about recruiting, uh, Richard will have it. Uh, so if you are follow recruiting and, and, uh, I know everybody does. If you follow recruiting, you'll want to catch him uh, and catch his uh, uh, catch his uh, column and, and things um, in both of those locations. So, Rich, we will catch you next week. So, as always, thanks for being on with us. All right, buddy. We'll see you. We will take a break right here. When we come back, I'll again be joined by Eric Taylor, and we will talk about the week six matchups in high school football in the state. We'll be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And you are back with the I Own Preps podcast. This is our third segment of this show, the final segment, where Eric Taylor and I will talk about this week's big games. Eric will bring you the player of the week, and we got an interesting little note we're going to tell you about at the very end. But let's start with... This week's games are the ones that appear to be big games across the state. And ET, I'm going to start in the 7A Central Cabot at Conway. You know, I, I asked uh, you know Buck about that that game after uh, after Friday night when he kind of cooled cooled down for a minute. <laughs> um, but again, I mean, he and, and like I said, Coach James is going to always uh, uh, get credit to, to teams, they, no matter who they're playing. And uh, he he pointed out that the cap is playing some really good football right they now. Are. Beat Conway last year as well, um, so it's not like you know Conway is, is overlooking these guys or anything like that. And I, I guarantee you, this week at practice, 
uh, Buck's going to make sure he, he they, that they they that Cabot has their complete and full attention. Um, you know, they said this Cabot team is is Cabot. They who they are. They who they are. Who they are every year. Um, you know, and they, they, like I said, they play some pretty good football right now, man. Outside of that that first game against Fayetteville, um, they 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 fared well. You know, since that one, I think they only lost since then was uh, I think to a team out of Louisiana. Et with that throwing up that that uh, that the props to a Dennis Green on that the Cabot is who we thought they were. Et, I was listening the other day to the Fine Bomb Show, and I admit I know I got a problem. I listened to the Fine Bomb Show, but anyway, uh, they had some guy. So he's he's always, he's a he's a caller every day on that show. I think is he goes by the name of Legend, and he got his coaches really confused because he confused Dennis Green's. You know they are who we thought they were with uh, Jim Mora. Jim Sanders, uh, playoffs, you know, we, <laughs> playoffs. You know, whatever we are playing worth poodly do or whatever. Right. So if you're going to talk about your coaches and getting their rants and using their rants, you got to make sure you get your coaches, right. You got to okay? get the coaches, right. At least, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that'd be like messing up Allen Iverson's <laughs> practice. You know, you don't, you don't right. want to attribute that to somebody else, man. That's a, right. that's an AI thing, man. And he needs to be, he needs to be the one to get credit for that because that's the greatest rant. In the history of rants was the AI one, but the Jim Mora one was a pretty good one too. <laughs> it was pretty good one too. It, it was pretty good. Um, so anyway, Cabot three and two. They've won two in a row, um, and they are one and zero in the conference uh, at Conway five and zero, two and zero in the conference. This will be a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Cabot is a good team. I know, I know they struggled, lost first couple of games early, but mm-hmm. they seem to have gotten it right. And Coach Reed does a great job there at Cabot. Yeah. And if Conway and Coach James is right, if Conway thinks Hey man, we're just gonna roll over this. We'll just show up and roll roll on. Yeah. Hey, it, it, it ain't gonna go the way they think it's gonna go. They better be ready for Cabot. Exactly. Yeah, and I know that's what Coach James is preaching this week. So mm-hmm. uh that'll be a good one. Now, we're gonna go all the way down to class two A on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not that versed in two A because the only two A team that we have up in northwest Arkansas was Decatur. And, you know, they're not playing this year. They have always struggled with numbers, so they're not playing. So this one, E.T., looks to me like it could be a decent game. Hector at Bigelow. You know, this is one of these games where uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, the records can be thrown out, so to speak, at least for this year. Uh, both of these teams are good teams. Uh, and Bigelow, Bigelow has dominated that conference, man, the last, I want to say, three or four years. I think they don't yeah. have, hadn't, won a, hadn't lost a conference game I think since 2019, I believe, uh, but they've dominated, you know, that that conference, and and they've actually won, I think, the last three, uh, three or four against Hector. Um, but again, you know, Hector is one of these teams where I think they they if they're not playing as well as they can be playing, they can get beat by anyone over there. But also, if they're playing at their peak, you know, they can just about beat anyone, man. And this is one of these games where I think they'll come in. I think they're coming off a loss. And they'll close come loss. in, yeah, yeah close, close loss, uh, yeah. the common Christian. And I think they'll come in, uh, ready to play, you know. But again, like I said, Bigelow ha- has has been the kingpin, and, and, and I think the 281 is where they're playing at, uh, yeah, for the last three, four seasons now, man. So that's, it's gonna be a tough one, uh, for Hector, especially at Bigelow. Uh, but again, you know, I think they, they're capable of going over there and, and, and giving the Panthers a game. 
Bigelow laid the smack on Ryzen last week, 54 14. Of course, Ryzen has a new coaching staff there uh, as Clay Toddy went over to, to win uh, as a head football coach there. But Ryzen is usually a pretty good team. And I looked at that score, 54 14. Yeah. I said, okay, Bigelow, they, they, they look like they're legit. Yeah, that's legit. I don't, you know, I don't care who who's coaching Rising. Right. They still got them same dudes putting on them same uniforms. Exactly. You, you when was the last time you seen Rising get beat by anybody by forty? I don't uh, know that I've game. ever seen that man. Good I, man. I, you know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, Hector's three and three, one and one in the two A one conference. Bigelow is six and zero overall. Uh, number five, ranked number five in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, uh, Super Six rankings, and two and zero in conference. So uh, that looks like the it could be a good game. I hope it is a good game. I think it will be a game, man. Like I said, if Hector comes out and, and, and is playing well, I think they'll uh, they'll, they'll give Bigelow a test. Now, for the third week in a row, Fort Smith Southside is part, or maybe they weren't so much last week, but for the, for the second time in two weeks anyway, Fort mm-hmm. Smith Southside is in the biggest game of the week in the 7A West. That's the good news for Southside. The bad news is Fayetteville is their opponent this week, and this right. is going to be, of the teams they've played, mm-hmm. this is probably the best team they've played so far. You know, And like we mentioned earlier, man, you know, Southside is going to have to score some points, and, and they've proven that they can do that. You know, and, and but they've gonna going to have to get some stops defensively. You know, they're not gonna stop Fayetteville every every drive, you know, and no one has and, and no one probably will. Uh, but they've got to come up with some stops, man, and 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 while turning those stops into points themselves, if they're gonna have a chance to kind of kind of pull this one out. So Fayetteville had an off week last week in scoring, only scored 42. Only 42. You know, so that was a down week for them. Drake, Drake only threw six touchdown passes this time, you know. So uh, you know, Fayetteville, but but all kidding aside, that I think that's the first time Fayetteville's been held below 50 points in a game. I, think it, I believe it is. I believe it is. Yeah. Um, so Fayetteville five and oh, two and oh in the conference, south side three and two, and a hard luck 0 and two um in the conference. They've played well enough to win two games. They just, you know, uh Hey man, <laughs> you better bring the track shoes uh, when you play these teams. And and right. uh, but anyway, it'll be a good one. Um, Southside, uh, you know they got a really really good running game. You know we mentioned uh, you know Amari Tucker, uh, Isaac Gregory, those guys uh, are capable of of, of putting two hundy on you um, quick <laughs> um, in that one. Uh, but but uh, I talked to Casey Dick last week, um, and he. You know, and yeah, they're scoring 50 points a game, and 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 that's great. They can score the football, but he is really, really touting his defense and and talking about. And I, I and I know Rogers scored 38. Rogers going to score that. You know, just like Fayetteville's going to score its points, Rogers going to score is yeah. it. But uh, but he's really, really happy with the play of his defense. You know, and and, and he should be. You know, and but again, you know, some of the teams that they're playing. Uh, are offensive minded groups, you know, and so a lot of times defenses kind of get get uh, lost in the shuffle with that. But it's just because of how good those other teams' offenses are, you know. So yeah. he has a has a reason to to be happy about what he has on that side of the ball, man. And like I said, they uh they they slowed Rogers down just enough you know, to come out of that one, that one, and they didn't they didn't score fifty. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't, didn't, didn't even have to score fifty. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so those are three of the bigger games. Of course, there's big games all across the state. No matter where you live and in your community, your game is a big game, and we encourage you to get out there and support these high school kids all across the state. Uh, you know, it's still the best form of entertainment for the price anywhere that you can get because you're going to get good football. You're going to get a great halftime performance. You're going to see great student sections. 
the hot dogs are pretty good and the hamburgers are pretty good. And if it <laughs> continues with this cool, little cool weather, we got ET the frito pies are a whole lot better at these football games. The cooler the weather love gets. Yeah. I love, love, love them, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So get out there, watch some good high school football in this state and support our kids. Um, you know, as they, uh, you know, as they, they put it out on the line for you every Friday, sometimes on Thursday night, but every Friday night, um, and go out and catch some of those. Also want to mention, uh, the Hog Sports Network group of podcasts that we have every week. Um, on Mondays, of course, you get this podcast, which is unmatched anywhere in the country. I think we're up for a, an Emmy Award, Academy Award. E.T. is going to get that uh, with no problem. He's a hands-on favorite. They're going to roll out the red carpet. E.T. going to come in with all white on, white tuxedo, white shoes, white top hat, everything. He's going he to roll. Yes, sir. He's going to be big pimping, rolling in on that to get that award. But the Ion Preps podcast on Mondays, and we got on Tuesday and Thursday, the whole hog football podcast with uh, Matt Jones and Scotty Borderland. Um, on Wednesdays, we'll have the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club podcast and ET Houston Nut coming in this week. Oh, man. The, the man, the, the 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 salesman himself. I love he that guy. Is. I, I think we need to have a collection plate. We'll be passing it around because it'll be that type of, uh, you know, hallelujah type speech, but it'll be great. So if you want to catch Houston Nut, um, this week at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon. That will be on Wednesday. Okay, it's a luncheon, so it's at noon, right? I, I got to say that. It's at noon. Um, at, at, <laughs> at Home <laughs> 2 Suites in Springdale. That's right off of 48th, uh, right across from the Marketplace Restaurant. You can get tickets there, and you'll want to get there. You will not want to miss Houston Nut. We also recognize the prep athlete and the prep program of the week, so it's always a good luncheon. And uh I'm also there, ET. I know some people will be coming to see Houston up, but I'm also speaking that day. I, I MC the thing. So, you, you know, yeah. it's okay. You yeah. come see me, you get a little Houston <laughs> nut on the side. There you go. You, you'll be there. You snudge may just happen to walk in. And, he and might, I might let him say a few things. Maybe I'm going to put him on a timer, but I may let him say a few words. <laughs> a few so words we'll, man. so we ha we'll have a podcast after that, and we'll have a Q&A with Houston nut on that podcast. You won't want to miss that. And then on Fridays, of course, Ethan Westerman always brings in that great Game Changers podcast. Um, and he always has great guests on there for that. And so you won't want to miss that. And you can catch these podcasts everywhere that podcasts can be found. Um, and Amazon, Google, and, and different places like that, Spotify. So you won't want to miss any of these podcasts. And I don't think there's any subject that we're not hitting at some point in the week. Yeah, I love so it, for Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, for Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. I'm Chip Souza with the Hogs Sports Network. Thanks for listening to the Eye on Preps podcast, and we'll be back next week as we recap some more great action in Arkansas high school football. See you then. The proceeding has been a production of the Hogs Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.